treatments for chronic and major health problems, but often don't know what works and what may not. There are advantages in conventional medicine, as well as inroads that are being made in alternative medicine, natural healing, and biological dentistry. Welcome to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. We'll sort everything out and bring it to you in easy-to-understand terms. Now, here is Dr. Robbins. And welcome to another episode of Functional Medicine with me, Dr. Howard Robbins. I'm sorry if you heard any uh, confusion earlier. We're waiting for a guest, our special guest to come on and finish uh, um, a part three show on um, hormones and uh, the, the endocrine system in our body. And unfortunately, something must have happened at last minute because the guest has not shown up yet. Um, if Dr. Ward does come finally on the show, uh, we can always do a part five, you know, four and a part five, because we always need every every minute of this show to try to get all the information out. But what I'm going to do is something that I've had prepared, and I thought I was going to have to put it off for a number of weeks, unfortunately, um, because of um, everything that's going on um, in the world uh, with the pandemic, and then I'm going to be traveling. Uh, over the next couple of weeks um, so that I'm not going to be able to do the, I'm going to have encore shows coming on that usually I pick the encores that people are constantly listening to. Um, We're heard in now over 20 countries um, around the world. And the majority of our listeners actually um, go to the best part about um, Voice America, in my opinion, is that you can tune in anytime you want. You just go online, you go to episode, you know, the show you want, you go to episode directory, and then you can click on and see what each episode is about and listen to them. And we try to do shows here that are more what I call timeless. Um, I, I try to have shows that uh, aren't just for the moment, but that you can uh, use for some time to come. Uh, but I want to bring you uh, up to speed. We did, we've done a series of shows that have become our most popular shows of all, to be or not to be vaccinated. And um, part one, two, three, and four. And we get thousands of new listeners listening to these shows every single month since we began this series back in February of 2021. So we're going to do part five today, or at least part of part five. And what I want to do is bring you up to speed on some of the latest things. Now, I get the majority of my information on SARS-CoV-2 and um, the uh, vaccine information that I get predominantly from the CDC. So it's incontestable. Almost everything that I get, because this is what the CDC is saying. However, there's constantly being studies that are published in um, clinicaltrials.gov. That's our National Institute of Health's website for publishing um, clinical trials that are going to be, that are currently happening, and uh, the results of them when they're completed as well. Um, In addition... I also go to pubmed.gov, P-U-B-M-E-D.gov. That's the National Institute of Health's, uh, um, what we call our National Library of Medicine. And it takes studies and, um, and publications from all around the world and post it. Um, there are other websites that do a similar thing, but I use the ones from the NIH because they give you a um, uh, oh, quite, quite a few, quite a few. In fact, um, if you were to type in intravenous ozone therapy in search, you would, you would get, um, uh, oh, some hundred plus uh, studies and papers, including some of my own that have been written on ozone therapy and its benefits and its uses. And occasionally if there's been any problems with it, remember medicine is medicine. And all medicine can come with a risk if not used by properly trained individuals in um, 
and in, in safe ways. So let's get into the latest news on COVID. And um, first of all, I want to always I want to start out by saying once again, masks are going to be with us forever. Please don't expect masks to disappear just because you don't want to wear it or I don't want to wear it. You feel it's an annoyance. They do have some value, and I've said it before, and I will say it again. First, and probably the most important thing, to make people feel safe. Secondly, you can't speak and push out droplets of water um, on me or, or, and, and you and me on you. So it collects that and prevents that, which is one of the ways we spread infection of all kinds. Um, in addition, it prevents you from coughing or sneezing onto someone, as long as your mouth and nose are covered, and them from coughing and sneezing on you. But last and, and um, certainly not least, we touch things with our hands all the time, and people, it's been studied, will touch their face as much as 100 times per hour. And that's another way we transmit infection. This past flu season, the number of flu, confirmed flu cases dropped dramatically, probably because people are practicing good hygiene. They're washing their hands frequently, and they're wearing masks, which keep you from touching your face directly. So there's, there's a lot of information that's coming out now um, on, on the COVID virus. Um, and keep in mind that SARS-CoV-2 has been around for, oh, I don't know, almost forever. Uh, the first outbreak of it that we were concerned about took place around the year 2000. And it didn't turn into the pandemic that they were afraid of hap having happened. Uh, that was very fortunate for all of us, but it was there. And they came up with various ways to fix it. Um, one of the papers, and I'll repeat this for those that didn't hear it on the other shows, it was a paper published by the National Institute of Health in a magazine or medical journal that they published called Virology Journal. And in Virology Journal, there was a paper published, a study showing that the chloroquines, and we know the, the, the number one today that we talk about is hydroxychloroquine not only will treat SARS-CoV infections effectively, but back then it was shown to actually prevent them. And that's probably, you know, because it's used for malaria, it's probably one of the major reasons why the COVID virus has not been as big a problem in most areas of Africa uh, because the taking of hydroxychloroquine there on a regular basis is similar to us taking a breath of uh, air uh, or drinking a glass of water. They do it so frequently and, um, and it's given to children of all ages as well as adults. It's been proven as far as pharmaceuticals, pharmaceuticals are concerned, extremely safe and effective. And apparently while the FTC and the FDA don't want you to use it because they want you to be vaccinated, um, and we're going to be talking about that, um, the, they, 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 they are promoting not the effective treatments for it, but only how to try and prevent you from becoming very sick with it. So uh, some of the latest information that has come out is that um, we all know that large public gatherings are associated with getting the COVID uh, infections. Um, but it's now showing that there's detectable virus in fully vaccinated people, according to the latest report from the, the, our Center for Disease Control and Prevention that was just released um, on Friday, July 30th. According to multiple outlets, the data uh, prompted the agency, uh, the agency shift um, earlier last week to regain 
uh, to again um, recommend that vaccinated people wear a mask indoors at least some of the time. Well, keep in mind, there was a story that, you know, we, we learned when we were younger. When I asked people today, did you ever hear of Typhoid Mary? The answer is no. Who was that? Well, when I was a kid, um, this was something that we learned about in school. And apparently there was a woman by the name of Mary who had a natural immunity to typhoid, typhoid fever, very serious infection that killed, has probably killed hundreds of thousands of people worldwide over the years. Well, in any case, she was immune to it, but she had it and she was infectious. So she apparently went, uh, walked around meeting people, doing whatever she did and infecting people with typhoid fever. And ultimately, thousands of people died because of her until they realized that she was the primary source of the infection and stayed infectious for quite a period of time. Viruses don't go away. Viruses live on. Our immune system may put them into remission, but they don't get rid of them. So if you want to get rid of them, you have to use medicine that can destroy them. The only medicine we know that can destroy a virus completely and permanently is ozone, medical ozone therapy. And apparently almost any form of it will work, but let's go on. So this report that came out focused on 469 COVID-19 cases that took place in Massachusetts during this past July of 2021. And it was started by public summer gatherings. In other words, people getting together uh, for various things um, uh, in that particular county in Massachusetts. Now, here's the key approximately three quarters of the cases were what they call breakthrough infections. And, and of the cases that were DNA sequenced, 90% were caused by the Delta variant. Now, when they use the word variant, I want you to understand a variant is um, uh, uh, nothing more than a mutation. Okay, uh, viruses mutate and they've been naming them after the Greek alphabet. So there's alpha, beta, gamma, delta. So this that would have been the fourth one they named. But keep in mind, there's already names, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta, iota, kappa and lambda. So there's already 11, at least 11 different variants that they've named. Um, none of which are really being talked about yet, but the Delta variant, which seems to be highly infectious. So in addition to the startling number of cases in the fully vaccinated people, all right, the report found that the vaccinated patients had comparable viral loads to the unvaccinated patients. Now, this indicates that there's a capacity for transmission, even if you're vaccinated. So I'm calling them uh, COVID typhoid Marys. Uh, you don't know you have the infection, but you can give it to other people. Now, this gives, you know, the, the, I just want you to understand, this gives us an indication of just how much viral RNA is in the sample. It tells you nothing about infectiousness so that when they test you to show that you have the vaccination and you're showing that you have the viral RNA in your system, it doesn't say how infectious or not infectious you might be. Um, an interesting, you know, uh, uh, thing occurred to me with me. I have a kidney stone for many years that finally decided to move around and I decided I want to get rid of it. And uh, they had asked me, are you vaccinated yet? And I said, no, I'm not. And I had the infection and I don't feel there's a need for vaccination. I already show the antibodies. 
uh, and quite quite a, a lot because my body's immune system is strong. So it developed lots of antibodies against this infection uh, that I had that I treated effectively with ozone. So I still have the antibodies in me. She said, well, then you're going to need a COVID test three days before you do the surgery. I said, okay. I said, well, what about vaccinated people? Oh, they don't need that. I go, why? Can't they get the infection? And she said, yes. And can't they transmit the infection? And she said, yes. So don't they need to be tested to see if they're infectious also? And she started laughing. She goes, well, you're right, but that's not the hospital's rules. So they're starting to learn that these rules need to be changed. Uh, one of the signs in the subway system that they just put up outside the entrances is that you need to wear a mask when you're on any of the trains, whether you're fully vaccinated or not. So New York City is finally realizing that uh, you need to wear a mask to help prevent some transmission. Now, unfortunately, the air we breathe out and in doesn't just come through the center of the mask. It comes through the sides. You know, this is not a space suit you're wearing. All right. And um, you can be putting infectious viral molecules into the air that'll live in the air as much as eight hours in the room and people can be breathing it in through their masks. Most, many of the masks can't filter the virus out. They are very, actually very poor quality. They stop the spitting back and forth, the coughing and sneezing back and forth and the touching of the face. That's true. Stay with me here and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you dealing with gas, bloating, indigestion, or diarrhea? These symptoms may be a sign that your gut microbiome is out of balance. Doctors Biome is a patent-pending daily probiotic formulated to deliver beneficial bacteria where you need it most. So while other probiotics are struggling to survive, Doctors Biome is thriving and multiplying to give your gut the beneficial bacteria it needs. Dairy-free, gluten-free, in a delicious organic juice base. Try Doctors Biome today and save 20% with code HEALTHYGUT20. That's HEALTHYGUT20. Doctors Biome is a doctor-formulated probiotic shot for your gut and colon health. Our patent-pending process allows the bacteria to be alive from inception to ingestion, making them more effective than capsules that use freeze-dried probiotics. The probiotic strains are combined with an organic, non-GMO green juice. Save 20% today by using the code HAPPYGUT. Just go to doctorsbiome.com and use the code HAPPYGUT at checkout. Interested in ozone therapy, but don't know where to begin? Making ozone therapy part of your daily routine is much easier than you would guess. Let Promolife help guide you and answer all your questions about getting started with ozone therapy. Promolife supplies easy-to-use ozone therapy kits that allow you to accomplish your health goals. Promolife is the only company that provides free live support, easy-to-follow videos, and easy-to-use equipment. Our ozone equipment is fully made and assembled in the United States. Find out more by visiting promolife.com forward slash voice. You are tuned in to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. If you have a question or a comment about the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ozonedoctor at yahoo.com. Now, back to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. Hello, everybody. <laughs> We're having some technical difficulties on my end, I think, uh, this, this, this week. Um, we'll hopefully have them ironed out, but um, I want to continue on because we, we, there's never enough time, um, and there's a lot of misinformation out there, and we've been talking about um, some of the accurate information that we're starting to get. So just 
to, un- to be clear, the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, cited the high viral loads as the impotence, the impetus, impetus <laughs> for the CDC's updated mask recommendations uh, last week. She said that high viral loads suggest an increased risk of transmission and raise concern that unlike with other variants, vaccinated people infected with Delta can transmit the virus. Now, the problem with with the vaccinations, let's call and I'm just calling them that. We know that some of them are gene therapies, the Pfizer and Moderna. They're not a true vaccine. But the problem with this is that um, being vaccinated doesn't stop you from getting it. It doesn't stop you from transmitting it. And the, hopefully it will only stop you from becoming seriously ill with it. It won't guarantee that you won't become seriously ill with it. Um, in Israel, there was a report, a study done, where Israel made everybody get vaccinated. And just with the Pfizer vaccine against the Delta variant, it only showed 62.3% effectiveness in preventing you from knowing that you got it. Now, there's a lot of misinformation that that's misleading and to blame and to and which blames only unvaccinated people for being covid reservoirs. So in the UK they found with the delta variant being going wild there 72,863 plus vaccinated people had the delta variant versus 132,401 unvaccinated people that caught it. So you're showing not quite equal, but two thirds, uh, you know, one third to two thirds, you know, one uh, uh, ratio uh, of people vaccinated getting it versus those that are not getting it. So don't think you're safe just because you wish to be by being vaccinated. What is the main difference? Well, <clears throat> you're not going to take the risks of what the vaccination uh, might do to you. Um, now, it's true that the majority of the people that are going and being hospitalized still are unvaccinated people. But the people that are unvaccinated that are being hospitalized are generally people with compromised immune systems. Um it's been noted that, take Sweden, for example. Um, well, in Sweden, they did virtually nothing to protect everybody or anybody against it. It was purely what you wished to do or didn't wish to do. So in Sweden, uh, without putting, you know, shutting their economy down, their economy has remained strong, which I think is, is very important. In fact, they were really denigrated. The whole, you know, the leadership of the country was was denigrated uh, because they did they forego they 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 went and completely eliminated a strict lockdown. Um, one newspaper, um, you know, the Guardian, uh, said that this was going to be a catastrophe in the making. Uh, CBS News. Uh, said that Sweden had become an example of how not to handle COVID-19. Well, despite these criticisms and worldwide condemnation, Sweden had a very laissez-faire approach to the pandemic, and they've continued to today. But in contrast to all its European neighbors, Sweden is welcoming and has welcomed tourists. Businesses and schools were open and are remaining open with almost no restrictions. And as far as masks is concerned, not only is there no mandate in place, but Swedish, Swedish health officials are not even recommending them. So what are the results of Sweden's um, laissez-faire policy, their, their relaxed way of dealing with this whole thing? All right. Well, the data showing the seven-day rolling average for COVID deaths um, as of just 
last, um, was I guess it would be um, uh, Monday of this week, was zero. That means zero, nada, none. Okay. And it's been that way in Sweden for over a week now. So even a year ago, it was, it was clear that the Swedish catastrophe that was going to take place was false. Um, but now there's overwhelming evidence that Sweden got the pandemic mostly right. Sweden's overall mortality rate in 2020 was lower than most of Europe, and its economy suffered obviously far less. And, and to, as of today, Sweden is freer and healthier than virtually any other country in Europe. So is it necessary to put all these restrictions? Let's go to a country that I'm going to be doing some work in, Malaysia. Malaysia has had their entire economy and country closed down. People not permitted to travel um, around the country other than to get food and necessities um, for almost two years now. They've had over 600,000 cases, confirmed cases of COVID, with only 9,000 deaths. Now, you're talking about a country where the healthcare system is quite actually advanced, uh, but not everybody that lives in rural villages and whatnot can even get it. And yet, out of 600,000 people, only 9,000 deaths, that's a fraction of a percent. And if you take a good look at that, the majority of these people, the majority of these people are probably people who had weakened immune systems to begin with for one reason or another. Um, so you have to take into consideration that if you're, these new variants are going to come out, the medications, the vaccinations that you're getting are going to have um, a minimal benefit. Uh, the, if you've been dosed tw twice with the ones you need twice or once with the ones you need once, for example, uh, one study showed uh, from, a Harvard, from Harvard Medical School, a researcher, that a, a two-dose Pfizer had about an 88% effectiveness in minimizing the effects of the Delta virus. Um, uh, the, the alpha, um, the alpha Oxford, that's the, the Johnson and Johnson, uh, a dose, um, had, or had 67%, um, uh, benefit in, in a study done in, um, Israel that I read just the other day showed that people who had double doses of the Pfizer um, vaccine had a 62.3% benefit against the Delta variant. And that's why they're beginning to talk about, all right, that's why they're beginning to talk about the use of, um, uh, well, booster shots to boost you up because the vaccine that you got, they're starting to learn because remember, it's never been studied uh, to see what the effects are, how long they'll last. They're starting to feel may start to wear off in about six months after getting it. So booster shots may be necessary, they're, they're feeling. But these things were developed against certain variants and as these variants mutate and change, they could become um, resistant in ways, or let's just say that the vaccinations may not work at all against them. Uh, keep in mind, every year when we get flu vaccine, uh, which I don't do, I don't, you know, God bless, but you know, I'm an anti-vaccine doctor for many, many years. But when people get the flu vaccine, it's only good for that season. And in fact, not even for very long, because the flu vaccines, the way they develop it, if you read about it on the CDC website, is they go into Asia the, this year, for example, 
and they'll see what are the most common flu variants that are around. They pick anywhere from three to five of them that they guess will be the ones that are going to be commonly uh, transmitted and coming here to the U.S. And then they create a vaccine against these particular viruses. And that's what you'll get next year, not this year, but next year. All right. Well, just a few years ago, I think it was about four years ago, they realized that they chose poorly. And they developed vaccine that would be absolutely worthless against the flu variants that were coming into the country. So they told everybody, get the vaccine anyway, because there's money in it for us. We sell the the CDC is the only one, the NIH, CDC. They're the only ones that can get hold of the vaccines. And then they license it to companies to manufacture, uh, they get hold of the viruses, excuse me, and then they license it to pharmaceutical companies to make these, these vaccines for us to be given. So they chose poorly, but every year they have to produce new ones. And if they don't, then you won't have any vaccine to be uh, uh, given to fight you for that year. So why would this virus be different from any other virus we get? And the answer is it's not. It's just much easier to kill because it does have a degree of, you know, a risk of death. But its physical structure shows that we can kill it. Um, And relatively easily, uh, we can put it down relatively easily. Uh, and again, unfortunately, there and there are doctors that are coming out against the use of um, uh, vitamin A, vitamin D. If you listen to the show last week, we did with David, uh, Dr. Brownstein, um, vitamin A, vitamin D, being well hydrated, um, quercetin, um, uh, these are zinc. These are the supplements. Remember, zinc is commonly used for flu. Uh, these are the supplements that um, people should be taking and vitamin C, of course. And there are studies showing its effectiveness along with, um, uh, you know, uh, probiotics that work, such as one of our sponsors, uh, Doctors Biome. All right. Along with doing things like rectal insufflation, um, um, drinking ozonated water, um, rec- um, you, um, rectal insufflation with ozone gas, by the way, in case I, you haven't listened to the show before. And that's where our sponsor Promo Life comes in. Um, I forgot to thank them at the beginning of the show. I always like to thank the sponsors, but we were having some technical difficulties. Um, in any case, um, these things have been shown to be extremely effective treatments, even if you don't come into a medical office uh, to get care. Uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin have been shown to be extremely effective at knocking down the risks from this, in, this infection. And these are things that work on all the variants. These are things you can do to help yourself fight this infection and perhaps to some degree prevent or minimize the effects of it if you do get it. So these things should not be um, put down. I know there's a a Dr. Uh, Thompson who thinks these are all terrible. They're no good. They're not going to work. They don't help. And he may be right. But clinically, in, in real life, as I call it, and I'm a frontline clinical doctor, we know these things are working. We see these things are, are working beneficially. I am now on patient number 41 with 40 effective resolutions to the virus. Um, some of them just days out from being infectious, so they're still pretty sick, but no longer infectious, just suffering the symptoms, including myself being the only infectious person I treated. And we've had nothing but success. I mean, not just mild success, but amazing success in 12 treatments or less for virtually everyone. 
And at least uh, two of the cases that I've seen were, um, were breakthrough cases. One of, one of the cases got, had a reinfection, uh, a flare-up again of it. So we know the viruses don't go away. We know we can effectively treat them. And we're going to talk a little bit more about vaccination and, and whether you should consider this as soon as we come back now from our last commercial break. So stay with me here and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Interested in ozone therapy but don't know where to begin? Making ozone therapy part of your daily routine is much easier than you would guess. Let Promolife help guide you and answer all your questions about getting started with ozone therapy. Promolife supplies easy-to-use ozone therapy kits that allow you to accomplish your health goals. Promolife is the only company that provides free live support, easy-to-follow videos, and easy-to-use equipment. Our ozone equipment is fully made and assembled in the United States. Find out more by visiting promolife.com forward slash voice. Are you dealing with gas, bloating, indigestion, or diarrhea? These symptoms may be a sign that your gut microbiome is out of balance. Doctors Biome is a patent-pending daily probiotic formulated to deliver beneficial bacteria where you need it most. So while other probiotics are struggling to survive, Doctors Biome is thriving and multiplying to give your gut the beneficial bacteria it needs. Dairy-free, gluten-free, in a delicious organic juice base. Try Doctors Biome today and save 20% with code HEALTHYGUT20. That's HEALTHYGUT20. Doctors Biome is a doctor-formulated probiotic shot for your gut and colon health. Our patent-pending process allows the bacteria to be alive from inception to ingestion, making them more effective than capsules that use freeze-dried probiotics. The probiotic strains are combined with an organic, non-GMO green juice. Save 20% today by using the code HAPPYGUT. Just go to doctorsbiome.com and use the code HAPPYGUT at checkout. tuned in to functional medicine with dr robbins if you have a question or a comment about the show please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 you may also send an email to ozone doctor at yahoo.com now back to functional medicine with dr robbins everybody. <laughs> thanks for hanging in here we're going to be doing our show um with Dr. Ward um, in the near future, uh, the last part, uh, or at least one of the last parts of um, our, our show will be discussing diabetes and uh, once again, um, other hormones, uh, you know, such as testosterone. But where today we're, we're doing a, a show that I was very excited and, and, and wanting to do uh, on, um, on COVID-19 vaccination, the Delta variant, and what to be aware of. Um, so there was a study done in, um, uh, in let's see, this was Israel that I have. And they, and they're one of this was a small study. It was on 39 breakthrough cases in fully vaccinated healthcare workers. Um, they found that the neutralizing antibody titers were lower than uninfected controls uh, all right. So even though you're getting vaccinated, your body's immune system has to react to it. And if your body's immune system doesn't react to it in a powerful way, you might not develop the antibodies that you want to develop to fight the infection. Um, and by the way, 85% of these cases were from the alpha variant. Okay. All right, not the not the Delta. So, um, two thirds of these breakthrough cases had mild symptoms. Uh, 
most of the time it was upper respiratory uh, tract, you know, congestion, um, uh, f- feeling uh, loss of taste and you know, of smell and taste, um, you know, general muscle achiness, you know, similar, you know, things that other people have reported. And about 21% uh, had, had fever. Um, but there's far more risk and far more problems that are starting to show up that they're, um, uh, that they're talking about. Uh, as I said, breakthrough infections are happening commonly, but what they're not talking about is some of the risks that are involved. And some of the risks that are involved are, are pretty, pretty serious. Depending on who you want to listen to, you'll either find it being put down or made more important. So, for example, the American Academy of Neurology published a paper saying that barring the rare circumstances of an absolute contraindication to available vaccine. Now, remember, the vaccine has just has things in it that you might be allergic to. You might not know you're allergic to it until it's too late. So make sure that you stick by, if you're going to get vaccinated, the vaccination site for at least an hour, according to Pfizer and Moderna, so that if you're going to have an anaphylactic reaction, somebody will hopefully be there to save you. Now, if they're not set up to deal with anaphylactic reactions, which you should ask them, don't let them vaccinate you. Okay. And, you know, people also wonder, well, why is what's going on with all this? You know, there's a financial aspect to this. Do you not recognize that? The financial aspect is there's been over 350 million doses of vaccine given, paid for by the federal government at a rate of $19 per vaccination, not counting what the people who give it to you who administrate it, get paid. But at $19 per vaccination, you're talking about, what, six, seven, eight billion dollars have already been spent? And that's just the first rounds. What about the boosters that are going to come and the new versions that are going to wind up being made? Very, very, very serious. So when the... Uh, the AAN, the American Academy of Neurology, says unless you're, you have a contraindication to it, it's a very small risk that you take neurologically. Yes, it may be a very small risk unless you are one of the people who get a post-vaccination disease like Guillain-Barre syndrome, which started to show up recently. And we talked about it on our last show uh, on this part four. So they're saying the risk is small. Well, the risk may be small unless you're one of the people that get it, then it was way, way too big a risk. Remember, this is pharmaceutical medicine and pharmaceutical medicine um, is not necessarily safe and risky, though it may be effective. It's natural medicine that comes along with minimal risks. So and by the way, of the three vaccines uh, that have been approved by the FDA for emergency use, um, it's the Johnson & Johnson that's been linked with those supposed rare reports of blood clots and, um, uh, and, and the cases of Guillain-Barre syndrome. Apparently, it wasn't the Pfizer and the Moderna. Now, that's interesting because the Pfizer and Moderna give you spike proteins. And if these spike proteins get to the ends of your um, uh, circulation system, the capillaries, they can cause clotting to take place. Okay. And if clotting takes place, um, that's where you're going to have the blood clot risks that you've been hearing about. And yet, the claim is that it's not those, ver- those, t- those vaccines, Pfizer and Moderna, but the J&J one that seems to be causing this. And the J&J vaccine is a 
real vaccine. It takes a version of the virus and injects it into you for your immune system to react. Now, what they say is that, you know, these these complications are rare when you compare it to the large number of vaccinated individuals. But the, the, AN, the AAN is also saying that it's too early to know the true incidence and risk factors of these complications. So they're covering themselves by saying, well, there's little risk so showing up right now, but who knows what's going to be in the future. And, you know, right now we're saying do it, but, you know, in the end, it may be something where we'll be able to say, well, we didn't want to promise you that it would be safe. So we can we can do takesy-backsies. There's no takesy-backsies with Guillain-Barre syndrome, which ozone has been effective in treating, by the way. And there's no takesy-backsies with um, blood clots that might cost you the, uh, a stroke or loss of a limb. Basically, almost all the organizations that are out there uh, with neurologic disease, Alzheimer's, uh, the Epilepsy Foundation, the American, and then the others like the American Heart Association have issued statements about COVID vaccines, all saying that in their opinion, you should take them. Um, it's it's just interesting how all the the, the major organizations have um, gathered around Big Pharma and and supported Big Pharma uh, in its desire to vaccinate the world. Um, and is there any um, risks? Yes, there are. Please don't ever forget that. If you go to the VAERS, V-A-E-E-R-S, the, the V-A-E-R-S, VAERS reporting system, you're going to see that there's all sorts of medical problems um, that you can, uh, re- first of all, you can report if you've had a reaction of some kind, uh, but uh, it, it, it has a, it ha- it's, it's actually been a problem. Uh, because VAERS is not giving us um, accurate, as accurate a database as we would like because not everybody is reporting to it. And, um, and that's been the major problem that we're seeing right now. Uh, uh, there's been some very, very serious side effects uh, from these vaccines. If you look at the list on, on covid and um, and VAERS, the VAERS reporting system, uh, vaccine adverse event reporting system, you will see that there's, oh my God, a, a list that's so long, um, it's unbelievable. There's um, been about a 20 to 25% across the board adverse reaction rate on people in every age group. And now they want to give it to children who stand the least risk of all of becoming seriously ill and hospitalized uh, from from getting this infection. Um, You know, keep in mind that if you take a look at flu, uh, we didn't close the country down for flu um, uh, uh, ever uh, or the world down because of flu and flu kills literally hundreds of thousands of people worldwide every year. Uh, in this country alone, it's 30 to 60,000 people a year die from the flu. It's not the flu just itself. It's the fact that they have weak immune systems. Uh, and uh, it's not easy to even interpret the data. Uh, you have to uh, really know your science to really truly understand what they're saying, and and how to follow up with what they're saying, okay? Um, So I know we're coming up to the end of the show. There's a lot more that I wanted to talk about concerning this. Apparently, we're not going to get the time. But I want to say this. Listen, I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. I'm nobody's boss. I barely have control over me, let alone anyone else. I want to just give you information so that you all can make intelligent choices. 
just keep in mind, if things go south, if things go bad and in the choice that you've made, don't feel like you're a victim. It's true that where the, the government, the news media are brainwashing, in my opinion, everybody, pretending that everything is safe, that the worst, the worst symptoms from the vaccination you can get is a little redness or a little pain or discomfort in the site of the injection. There's all sorts of misinformation going on or unapproved information that they're injecting nanoparticles into us and uh, people are becoming magnetic from this and all sorts of other stuff. Um, get past it all, but don't be a victim. If you happen to suffer an adverse reaction, it was your choice. Make it your choice whether or not to be vaccinated or not. Okay, make it a make it your choice. Don't be pressured into doing it. Um, New York City, our mayor, the mayor here just issued a, a, a mandate. I don't know if it'll hold up. You can't go into a restaurant unless you've been vaccinated. Can't eat indoors unless you've been vaccinated. Uh, you, if you're a new hire in New York City, um, if you're not vaccinated, they won't hire you. They're doing many, many different things to control all this. Don't We live in the home of the brave. We always have. This has never been the land of the free. But the one thing you want to do is make a free choice in whether or not you're going to get that vaccine. I want to thank my sponsors, Promo Life. If you go to Promo Life and want to get an ozone machine, which can help you tremendously with this, call them at 886-742-3404. Tell them you listened and heard about them on the Dr. Robin Show and that they're going to give you something special to thank you. Go to Doctors Biome, D-O-C-T-O-R-S-B-I-O-M-E.com, and in the coupon code, enter Radio 20. You'll get 20% off your entire first order. Extremely important to boost your T-cell system is to get these living biome, this living bacteria into your gut. If you have any questions or concerns, please call me. Um, any um, ideas for new shows at um, you can email me at ozone doctor at yahoo.com o-z-o-n-e-d-o-c-t-o-r at yahoo.com or call me my Manhattan office at 212-581-0101 that's 212-581-0101 they would give you my cell number if there's an important question they won't answer and I'll be happy to call you back and speak with you. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and stay well. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins. Be sure to join us again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll be glad to talk again next week.